and welcome back to Newsmax Daily for Wednesday, August 29th, 2023, National Holistic Pet Day. Holistic treatment is said to improve nutrition, increase your pet's energy, and it may even help cure some chronic conditions, much like with people. Today is also National Beach Day, an annual celebration in the United States that brings attention to the importance and beauty of the country's shorelines as well as preservation of the shorelines. The day is typically marked with beach cleanups, some wildlife preservation efforts, and educational events at beaches throughout the country which will likely not be happening today along Florida's Gulf Coast beaches and some of the East Coast thanks to Hurricane Idalia. Florida's West Coast and much of the central part of the state getting smacked today. And with Idalia not expected to weaken much, warnings have been posted along the storm's projected path into Georgia and the Carolinas as well. Governor Ron DeSantis in a news conference this morning with state emergency management officials in Tallahassee, Florida. When the storm passes, do not drive in flooded streets and assume that all down power lines are still hot and live. And there's going to be people working to to remedy that. And we've got a lot of people staged. But that is very hazardous in the immediate aftermath of the storm. As of this morning, the hurricane is bringing 130 mile per hour sustained winds and a lot of rain to the West Coast. Here in Orlando, central part of the state, we are getting rain and it's a bit windy, but so far so good. However, hundreds of thousands of people are without power from north of Fort Myers, which you may remember was devastated by a hurricane last year. Up the West Coast to the Central Gulf Coast Big Bend area, many residents in those areas were evacuated yesterday and last night as well. In Washington, President Biden is discussing with some cabinet members how the federal government can help with the expected damage from Hurricane Idalia and the ongoing recovery efforts in Maui. I told you yesterday that the president and Governor DeSantis had a phone conversation about the response as well. FEMA crews were already pre-positioned with search and rescue and survivor aid teams before the storm even got here. If you're in an area that is being impacted by the hurricane or could be impacted, stay inside, evacuate if you're in an evacuation zone or told to evacuate, be smart and be safe. Also in Washington, House Majority Leader Steve Scalise announcing on Tuesday that he's being treated for cancer in a post on X. The 57-year-old Republican said he was diagnosed with multiple myeloma, a very treatable blood cancer. That's a quote. Scalise, you likely remember, was seriously wounded in a shooting at the congressional baseball game back in 2017. He had to undergo several surgeries due to the injuries sustained in that shooting. So we wish him all the best and a speedy recovery for sure. With more on what's happening in Washington, here's Newsmax congressional correspondent Kilmaney Ducart. Once again, the chairman of the House Oversight Judiciary and Ways and Means Committee have teamed up here. They're accusing the Justice Department this time of circumventing the rule of law in favor of the Biden family under Merrick Garland's, leader, Merrick Garland's leadership. In a seven-page letter addressed to Garland, they out 
They lay out nearly a dozen whistleblower allegations. It claims the department, quote, tipped off Hunter Biden's counsel that investigators would search a storage unit Hunter Biden owned before investigators could conduct the search and that the department allowed the statute of limitations to lapse. It goes on to say that the department pulled punches in this investigation, handicapping veteran investigators and preventing them from freely pursuing the facts. Now, Republicans are demanding to know if all this happened under the U.S. attorney in Delaware's watch, under the supervision of the DOJ, why Garland would appoint Weiss as special counsel. They want all those documents and communications related to that decision turned over to oversight by September 11th. Now, separately, a FOIA request has now revealed that the National Archives has in its possession around 5,400 emails and records connected to pseudonyms used by Joe Biden when he was vice president. And you'll remember nearly two weeks ago, it was House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer who sent a letter to the leading archivist demanding unredacted communications and documents related to all pseudonyms that have been tied to the former vice president. Uh, again, that deadline is upcoming and all related to their investigation into whether national security was compromised as part of the Biden family's business dealings. That's Newsmax congressional correspondent Kilmeny Ducart on Capitol Hill. 5,400 emails related to Joe Biden's fake or phony email accounts. More from Congressman James Comer, chair of the House Oversight Committee. With respect to the emails, I know that you said that you had copies on and, and some of them were redacted. We actually have one, I believe, that is not redacted that we've got our hands on here. Mm -hmm. um, and it, this is just kind of a zoom in here. And this is from one of the alleged pseudonyms, Robert L. Peters, CC Hunter Biden on that. And it says, boss, 845 a.m. prep for 9 a.m. phone call with President Poroshenko. Um, this is just one. Where does mm -hmm. your mind go when you see that? Well, I see that that connects Hunter Biden to Joe Biden at the time when Devin Archer said he was being squeezed by Burisma, by the owners, to call Washington for help. Now, remember, we already found an FBI 1023 form that alleged Joe Biden and Hunter Biden both took bribes from this guy who was squeezing Hunter Biden to call Washington, D.C. for help. Then Joe Biden, using a pseudonym, copies his son uh, right before he leaves to go to Ukraine at the same time. He was being pressured to call Washington for help. It looks to me like Joe Biden was saying, OK, son, you send that to the owner of Burisma and tell him help is on the way. Tell him daddy's coming. Daddy's coming and he's going to save us all. And that's what it looks like has happened. And they used a pseudonym to disguise it. That's why you know I, I tell people when they say, why is it taking so long in this investigation? The pseudonyms are just an example. They have done everything in their ability to block and obstruct this investigation. Joe Biden wants to say he's the most transparent president in the United States. That's bullcrap. He's the least transparent president in the United States. If he were innocent, he would be cooperating with this committee and, and trying to save his good name. But he continues to act like there's nothing to see here. When that email on the screen is a government email where Joe Biden was using a pseudonym and he copied his son about a shady, shady transaction where Joe Biden was going to leverage American tax dollars to save his son's butt and probably his own butt if that FBI form's right, that he took a bribe. So I think this is very concerning. Congressman James Comer on National Report with Sean Kreisman and Emma Reckenberg. Think about this seriously for a minute, all right? 
Let's just forget about Biden, okay? Forget it's Joe Biden. Take him out of the equation. Forget Donald Trump for a moment. Just imagine, imagine any, any U.S. president at any time having email accounts under a false or fake name, multiple names, going back and forth on multi-billion dollar business deals involving his son and foreign countries. The fact that this isn't the biggest story in the news every day is simply astonishing. And it really can't just be a Joe Biden thing. I mean, if Donald Trump weren't running for president, would this then be a much, much bigger story? I think so. And if Donald Trump were running for president against any other president, they'd be covering for that president. It's not so much a Joe Biden thing, if you follow what I'm saying. But just imagine if this was Donald Trump and Don Jr. I mean, it's ludicrous. Bianca De La Garza spoke about it with Sebastian Gorka. There's so much here to get into, and I know Republican lawmakers have talked about an impeachment inquiry, but some are still hesitating. Yeah, it's truly stunning, Bianca. They're still waiting. Waiting for what exactly? If I, as deputy to the president, had requested multiple pseudonymous government email accounts to do official business, I would have been charged with a crime. It's in contravention of every regulation for a government employee. And the very simple question is, why? Why does a vice president have to have email accounts in fake names, multiple accounts? And how on earth does he have literally thousands of emails under those fake names, including to Ukrainian businessmen discussing his impending discussions with the then president of Ukraine? Mm -hmm. And most shocking of all, because he's denied this on camera again and again and again, those emails were copied, were CC'd to his son, Hunter Biden. We've been told again and again and again, oh, I never discussed my son's business dealings. You're sending him your emails as vice president about Ukrainian business when he's on the board of one of the most corrupt Ukrainian energy companies. If that isn't grounds for impeachment, nothing is. Former deputy assistant to President Trump and Newsmax host Sebastian Gorka, host of the Gorka Reality Check Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern. With all the hurricane and Trump coverage in the news, you probably missed this. The Biden administration quietly announcing another $250 million aid package for Ukraine yesterday. Greta Van Susteren spoke about it with former U.N. ambassador and GOP presidential candidate Nikki Haley. The Secretary of State Blinken has just announced today $250 million additional U.S. military package to Ukraine. We've already done more than $75 billion to Ukraine. Two questions is, number one is, is it, you know, how do we make sure, you know, that money is being spent the right way? We've seen what we left behind in Afghanistan with equipment. The money gets squandered all the time by uh, when we go to these wars. And, and number two, um, should we be giving more money? I mean, Biden was, it, it really, as the wife of a combat veteran who served in Afghanistan, it was really the most horrific debacle we could have ever imagined, losing 13 more Americans in the process. But when you look at Ukraine, the amount of military aid and equipment that has been given has been three and a half percent of the American defense budget. 
3.5%. And when you look at percentage of GDP, 11 European countries have given more than the U.S. has. That's a small return on investment, knowing that having Ukraine be strong against Russia is preventing war for America. Because Putin has said that after he takes Ukraine, Poland and the Baltics are next. Those are NATO countries. That gets us into a war. We are trying to prevent that. Every military family knows that we want to prevent war so our loved ones don't go. Ukraine is the first line of defense. They're holding strong. Putin has hit a rock bottom. We know that because he's getting drones from Iran, missiles from North Korea. They've raised the draft age in Russia to 65. He knows that this is his time is running out. We need to end this war quickly. Biden has had multiple opportunities to do that, and he has not done that. We need to end it quickly, but we don't end it by selling out Ukraine. We end it by being strong and letting Putin know that we're not letting up until this is over. That's Nikki Haley on Ukraine aid. So the answer to Greta's question is yes, yes, Nikki Haley supports military and financial aid to Ukraine. And you remember her and Vivek Ramaswamy going at it over Ukraine and other issues in last week's debate. All right, let me ask you some an unusual question. Um, the Ramaswamy camp is referring to by your your uh, your first name. Um, and I went through the record. It's always it's Trump, Biden, Ramaswamy, Obama, Clinton, but it's Hillary, Nikki, Carly, Kamala, Michelle. I always get Greta, but that, that's because I figured that Van Susteren's too long to say. Um, what uh, any uh, any thoughts on this whole controversy about the Ramaswamy camp uh, using your name and I guess in an attack, your first name. I mean, I think it's I think it's childish and I think it's pathetic. Nikki was my name on my birth certificate. It's the name that I was raised with. I married a Haley, and that's why it's Nikki Haley. Um, but look, he's living in a fantasy world. He's the one that said he wanted to abandon Israel. And I said that that's ludicrous. You can never abandon Israel when they're a partner that is the front line of defense to Islamic terrorism. He says that he wants to go and, and make sure that he gives Russia part of Ukraine so that they will stop being friends with China. That's just naive. It's naive to think that he's living like that. And so what we need is an American president that knows the difference between right and wrong, understands that Israel is a partner, and it's not that Israel needs America. America needs Israel, too. And so we called him out on that. I think he's trying to walk it back. But, you know, his words speak for themselves. Governor Ambassador, thank you very much for joining me, and good luck on the campaign trail. The Record with Greta Van Susteren, weeknights at 6 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. Nikki Haley, or Nikki, mentioned China. Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo is now the fourth Biden administration official to visit China in as many months. She spoke this morning in Shanghai after what she called three very productive days in China. I visited iconic American companies like Boeing and had a wonderful tour of Disney here in Shanghai. So now we're sending people to Disney. And if you missed Greg Kelly reports last night. All right. When I was a kid, I thought Disney World and Disneyland totally ruled. I actually liked Disney World more because they had those little yellow motorboats you could jump in even as a kid. Anyway, um, as you know, Disney has gone totally woke and weird and very, very uh, pride and sexuality oriented, right? There's gay day, there's gay night, there's pride night, there's pride this, there's trans that. It's all, I mean, I'm sorry, but 
childhood is supposed to be a time of innocence, right? It's harder and harder. We don't want that from Disneyland or Disney World. And we don't want Disney characters hanging around with this Altman person. Let's get dressed. Today, we're looking at the most iconic friend group, Disney's Mickey and Friends. And the character most like me is Minnie Mouse. And I have the most perfect dress to start the look. It even has little Mickeys on it. And I love how bold of a red it is. It's just like Minnie. I'm thinking of layering a fun collar like this one, just to give it a little more flair. All right, this is, uh, what's the word? Grooming and a little bit perverted. I mean, I'm sorry, that's an adult talking to children about this kind of stuff. I don't think it's appropriate. It's obviously wrong. People know it and it's showing. Disney is losing all kinds of moolah money. Disney stock drops to a nine-year low. And take a look at this. Uh, Disney's revenue dropped. Disney's market cap falls 56%. Look at where it was a year ago and look at where it is uh, now. That is pretty striking. Huh? Uh, they've been punished and quite frankly, appropriately so. Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, um, you know, he made it quite clear that he wasn't down with woke Disney. And apparently Disney World was getting all kinds of unfair tax breaks and all kinds of I don't know, exceptions to the laws that everybody else followed. And he said, no, you're not getting that anymore. And quite frankly, I kind of like that. That's Greg Kelly, host of Greg Kelly Reports. The revenue and market cap numbers that he is showing during his show, and you obviously can't see, was $350 billion back in March of 2022. That was the market cap for the company. $350 billion March 2022 to $154 billion as of yesterday. Nearly half. As for the DeSantis and Disney dispute, that is a very entangled web. But the governor was successful in making some changes, and Disney has retaliated with some changes that could penalize Florida financially, and the battle continues, although DeSantis does seem to have backed off of that a little bit uh, as far as his campaigning goes uh, for his presidential candidacy. And I came across this. I thought it was worth a mention. There's a congressional candidate in Texas named Brandon Herrera. He's running for District 3. If you live in Texas or in District 3, then you may know where that is and who he is. But his very clever campaign slogan is, let's go, Brandon. At first glance, I was like, not make America great, not keep Texas free, not fighting for you, not I'm your guy or any of that. I'm laughing because his campaign slogan on all of his signage, on his website, on the big banner at his appearance is, let's go, Brandon. And his name is Brandon. Very clever, Brandon, and good luck in the race. Don't forget, Newsmax is available on most major cable systems like AT&T, Cox Cable, Comcast, Spectrum, Xfinity, Dish, DirecTV, and others, and platforms like Apple TV, Amazon, Roku, and more, and be sure to download the Newsmax app on your smartphone. I think I just got some kind of weather alert on my phone, on my smartphone, if you heard that noise in the background. I'm Tony Marino. Thank you for listening to Newsmax Daily. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. If you are in the path of the hurricane, stay safe and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.